0: The scripture reading today is from Matthew 13 verses 44 through 46. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When someone found and hid, then his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. The word of God for the people of God. God, thank you, Deb. Will you pray with me? Holy God, send your spirit upon us, that as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. Some of you know that I'm a big fan of the smash Broadway musical Hamilton. I've only seen it on Disney Plus, but um, in the car a lot, the music goes. In fact, um, a few weeks ago, Jimbo and I went and visited my friend Jerry up in Aspen. He's the pastor in Aspen. Um, And I've always known his wife. We've been friends for almost 20 years. I've known his wife. I love his wife, but we've not hung out very much. But the four of us were in the car. Hamilton was playing. Laura and I both, like, knew every word. And Jerry was like, why don't y'all hang out more? I was like, I know, we're like the same person. So it was really super fun. But in the smash Broadway musical Hamilton, um, there's spoiler alert. So if you don't want to hear this. Close your ears. It also is history. So right in one of the very last scenes, right as Aaron Burr is shooting his gun, the bullet starts to slow down. All time slows down. And Alexander Hamilton reflects on his life by saying, legacy. What is legacy? It's planting seeds in a garden you never get to see. I wrote some notes at the beginning of a song someone will sing for me. America, you great unfinished symphony you sent for me. You let me make a difference. A place where even orphan immigrants can leave their fingerprints and rise up. So we are entering a new sermon series. This is stewardship season and a new sermon series called Leaving a Legacy. If you can't read what's at the very top, it is that just little quote about legacy. What is a legacy? It's planting seeds in a garden you never get to see. But this year we're going to be looking at leaving a legacy and this idea of the ways that we spend our time, our energy and our money Create a legacy for us, whether we intentionally mean to or not. And so we're going to consider what kind of legacy each of us are leaving and we as a community are leaving. This is especially important for people of faith, the idea of leaving a legacy. Archbishop Oscar Romero once wrote, This is what we are about. We plant seeds that will someday grow. We water seeds already planted, knowing that they hold future promise. We lay foundations that will need further development. We provide yeast that produces effects beyond our capabilities. We cannot do everything. And there is a sense of liberation in realizing that. This enables us to do something and to do it very well. It may be incomplete, but it is a beginning a step along the way, an opportunity for God's grace to enter and do the rest. We may never see the end results. We are prophets of a future not our own. Of course, at least I don't think so. I don't think any of us have um, totally developed a new country's financial systems like Alexander Hamilton. I don't think any of us have written a hit Broadway musical like Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, None of us have given our lives for the sake of the gospel like Archbishop Oscar Romero. But leaving a legacy isn't relegated to just the famous or the infamous. We don't have to do anything grandiose to leave a legacy.
1: That's the thing about legacies. They're made up of the lives that we're living right now. To see what kind of legacy we might leave behind, all we need to consider is what we're doing today. How are we spending the little time that we are given in this life? What values are on display for us every day? I think during the past year and a half, we've been forced to take a closer look Mm -hmm. and consider what the lives we are living are. And maybe the lives we're living aren't the ones we want to be living. It seems almost like there's been a rash of people reprioritizing their lives. We see it as clear as day in our headlines. As the pandemic recedes, millions of workers are saying, I quit, or this one that I read was in all caps. Why are so many Americans leaving their jobs right now? If you're scrolling through social media or just talking to a group of friends, it seems like everyone is reconsidering what they're doing with their lives. Mm -hmm. According to a Gallup poll from July, 48% of the American workforce was actively looking to change jobs. And in that same July poll, nearly 65% of people said they were dissatisfied with their work. Mm Does that feel real to us sitting in the room?
0: It's a lot of people. It's a
1: lot of people. The term for this mass exodus, which I heard first from the great Shelley Smith Acuna, was the great resignation. And across news platforms and personal anecdotes, we're seeing a similar story. We are experiencing a real-time near-death experience en masse. And it's, taking, it's making all of us rethink what matters most. I mean, it makes sense. Having a major life-altering event that forces you into isolation for an extended period of time might cause some changes. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, right. But what struck me most after reading all of these headlines and these articles was the Gallup poll and what the Gallup poll outlined because it outlined why people seem to be dissatisfied. There were three top reasons why people are leaving their jobs in droves. Number one, not seeing opportunities for development. Number two, not feeling connected to the company's purpose. And number three, not having strong relationships at work. In the midst of a life-altering global event, people have come to understand the importance of a higher purpose, relationships, and personal growth. Now perhaps this is just the lens that I see the world through, but when I hear that people, f- what people feel like they're lacking, I hear that they're lacking church. <laughs> when I hear higher purpose, relationships, and personal growth, I hear our call to love God and neighbor as ourselves. It's kind of what we're all about. It's the thing that we're known for, you know, (laughs) or that we try to be known for. And people are searching for the very things that we prioritize in this community. Mm -hmm.
0: So as we consider what it means to look at our own individual and collective values and priorities, as people of faith, we turn to Jesus for guidance. The Gospels say that Jesus came to share the good news of the kingdom of heaven. And he spent a lot of time trying to share what the kingdom of heaven is like through his parables. Mm -hmm. Today we hear the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. And then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has to buy that field. Or the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of pearls, and on finding one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Theologian Marcus Borg says that the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, that Jesus preaches about is here and now. This is not some future kingdom, this is something we live into right today, every day. And author Mary Lou Redding says that living in God's kingdom as God wants us to live means giving God access to every part of our lives. All of this means that to live as a citizen in the kingdom of God is to embody God's values of love and hospitality, mercy and grace, And these values are often counter-cultural but the kingdom of god is precious and requires us to be all in god in every part of our lives even if there's the risk of our own lives being turned upside down so that we value certain things over other things that maybe the rest of the culture values like presence over productivity, or inclusivity over conformity, or grace for others over being right, or grace for ourselves over being perfect, or deeper connections over lots of shallow ones. It is risky, this kingdom living. It's uncompromising. It's all-encompassing. But it's what God calls us to. Not a lukewarm faith that is only strong on a Sunday morning from 9.30 to 10.30, but one that permeates every area of our lives, our behaviors, our decisions, everything. And if we choose to follow the way of Jesus— we begin to realize that risk and sacrifice are inherent parts of the journey. But luckily, God doesn't want us to do this alone. We have each other, we have this community, we have this church.
1: And this church is about something more. It's about growing beyond ourselves, connecting ourselves to others, in deep and meaningful ways. This church is about working towards the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. The values and priorities of this community are as ancient as our sacred text and as clear as the writing on our walls. Love, justice, mission, hope. But we all know that with each new day, those words take on new meaning. Offering love to our neighbors today looks a bit different than it did 20 years ago. We see this especially when we look at justice and at mission because we understand that how we relate to one another changes as we grow over time. As our values grow and shift in new directions, the legacy we have remains the same. We are entrusted with the work of those who have come before us, the generations of Washington Park United Methodists who paved the way for us today. And we are called to faithfully tend to our calling within this community. I think it's fair to say that we know what we value. But are we willing to take the risk? Our parables show us pursuing the kingdom of God looks risky on the outside. The sacrifice is as much a part of this journey as the work itself. It looks like risking it all for something the rest of the world might not understand. So my question today for you is twofold. First, I would like you to consider what you would be willing to risk it all for. What is your highest priority? And as a second part of that question, what does that mean for your legacy? What are you preparing to leave behind today? As we explore these questions together over the coming weeks, I pray that you join us in this risk-taking, love-offering, justice-seeking, hopeful adventure that is Church Together and we look forward to making this legacy with you. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen.
0: Amen.